Blog Talk Radio. Another awesome show with me today on Sodom 100 Radio, your host, none other than the lovely Tanisha Davis. I have an excellent, excellent discussion going on today. I'm super, super excited to have as a special guest, um, Jermaine Rogers, who uh, works for the Mobile Police Department here in my hometown, my city, so represent. And he will be uh, sharing a lot of information about him working uh, with First 48 and so much more. So we're going to go ahead and get Started and Jermaine Rogers, do we have you on the line? Yes, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Glad to have you here. Glad you have me. So, um, going forward, um, just for those who are tuned in and listening in that may not know a lot about what you do, can you give us just a little brief uh, description about your, you know, how you got started into law enforcement and um, proceeding into working in the homicide yard. Well, I think it started off pretty much when I was a kid. You know, I, I knew that it was going to be either, you know, football or, or I was going to be a policeman. You know, even as a kid, my mom used to dress me up in, you know, police uniform or, you know, I'm going out to football mm-hmm. practice. So I think it was pretty much made for me, you know, as a kid, knowing what I was going to do, you know, as an adult. Um, and a plan mm-hmm. going to the University of Louisiana Lafayette, uh, where I got my bachelor's degree. I also played football there. Um, after graduation, uh, pretty much uh, started working for the sheriff's office there in Louisiana and then decided to move back home, uh, you know, pretty much. And now I'm here working for a mobile police department. Okay. All right. So I have to ask, like, what has it been like? This whole experience working with First 48, like, how has that been? It's, to be honest, it's it's surreal. Uh, and the reason why is that, you know, when you grow up watching a show, you would never think that, man, one day I'm going to be on this show. You know, same thing that, right. you know, you sit down and, you, and, I, and I watch the show Cops, and next thing you know, I'm on the show Cops. Uh, and it's and, wow. and, it's, and it's surreal. It's like it's like you living your dream. So w- one of my dreams was playing in the NFL. That didn't happen. And I already knew my other dream was pretty much you know getting in law enforcement, working in the police, working for the police department. Uh, and it's been surreal um, to to actually work in a homicide unit with a with a group that's you know the more hardworking group, uh, you know, homicide unit to work with in, in a nation probably on this planet uh, I'm blessed to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't mind me giving a shout-out to those guys. Yeah, you know, uh, of course. <laughs> all right, it'll be uh, my, sergeant, uh, my, sergeant, my Sergeant Ken Gillespie, uh, Julius Nettles, uh, Glenn Barton, uh, Nick Rapo, uh Jeremy Birch, you know, Lieutenant Baxby. And of course, I got to give a shout out to the chief, uh, Chief Batiste. Oh man, I, oh, that's, I, I 
glad that you did that because we don't, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times people don't take the time to, not you, but, you know, other people don't take the time sure. to recognize our law enforcement. And, like, y'all get out there and y'all reach y'all lives. And especially working in the right. unit that you work with in homicide, you know, you got to solve the cases. It's still risky. So I really appreciate right. the work that you do, you know. It's right. a lot, <laughs> you know. I, I remember um, just reflecting back on what you were saying, like growing up and watching cops and everything. I, at one time, right. I wanted to do that. <laughs> I wanted to do it, but I just don't think I was. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't built for it. <laughs> it was nice watching it on TV, but as I got older, right. it was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so I applied to one thing. what you all do. <laughs> Oh yeah. One one thing that the T V shows they, they one thing that they don't show you is that they show you all the action stuff that's you know, that Sprinter must say, of course that's what they wanna show you. But they don't show you all this paperwork, right. you know, that, that comes along with, with the job. Uh but but it's but it's rewarding, wow. you know, when when you're able to give, you know, family closure, um, you know, on yes. the case for them losing their loved one loved one, that's 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 the best part. Uh pretty much the worst part of it is having to do a death notification uh, to a family to tell them that their oh. loved one is gone, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like, see, I couldn't – I'm just too emotional. I, I just want to make it. I'm so emotional. I just keep booing. And, I, you know, <laughs> it's like this. It's like it's like the work beat. <laughs> but, man, I can only so, imagine <laughs> what – but hey, the paperwork side. Now I'll sit and write all day, but I don't know as far as yeah. the, you know. I yeah, I can you, sit I and mean, write. I love to write, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you, you, I mean, you have a multitask. Huh? I said, you so you have a multitask. I mean, you, you you have to be well rounded. You have to be well rounded oh, yeah, in this job. Definitely. Right, yeah. right, because yeah, for sure you have to wear. Right. Thank yeah. you, Ezra. Thank you. Yeah. So, how do you like? How, what's the process to solve a case? I know it's like first forty-eight, so it's like you have forty-eight hours to to solve these cases. <laughs> like, how do you all? Because you all do a great job. Like when I watch this show, I'm like, God, I got him. You know. <laughs> so, like, but, what's but, the process? But, to it? The the reason why the unit works so well is because I mean we get along. You know we we're a group that spend more time with each other than we do with our own family. You know so um, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Sometimes we get on a case, we may be on it for twenty four, thirty six, you know, forty eight hours. You know at, at a time. You know whatever if whatever it is we're you know we're bound to get the job done. You know. Uh, averaging at least eighty percent, you know, clearance rate. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty good. Mm, okay, okay. So um, I have to ask because I know you said, you know, sometimes y'all don't get to spend a lot of time with family. So like, how do you balance that? You know, doing that and then having to go home after, um, to your family after dealing with you know some of the things that you witnessed. Oh. I mean, the only thing is that just going home, if you have a loved one, if you have a wife or whatever, of course you can talk to them about, you know, pretty much what's going on. Because what you see here, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't believe, you know, the things that we see. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the basic thing is you have someone that you can talk to. You know, if you don't, of course, mm-hmm. it, can, it can drive you crazy. 
but um, other than that, I mean, find something that you can that you can do that take your time off or take your mind off of things. Uh, like I, I coach football at eight miles, so when football season rolls around, I'm loving it because it takes my mind off of actually what's going on at work or even you know going home and just seeing your family, knowing that you know they're well and okay. You know, it's fine because, like mm-hmm. I said, in my job I deal with nothing but death. So going home and just seeing, you know, my little girls and my wife just glad to see me, that, that pretty much takes a load off of them. Hmm. Um, wow. And, and I can only imagine, like I said, you know, seeing that and then having to go home, yeah, that would make you draw closer to your family and loved ones, you know, after dealing with that. Um, right. I have to ask you, when it comes to, like, um, Solving some of the cases How do you feel about now On the streets you know like people talk about Snitching and so forth like that How do you feel about dealing with those Types of cases where you You know you know it's possible Someone has information to help Out with the case like how does that How do you handle that like how does it Make you feel I mean we're we're met with So much Resistance when you know when it comes to that of course, in our community, that's how it is. Nobody wants to be labeled a snitch. Nobody wants to talk to police. Right. But like I, but like I tell people, it's not a matter of if this happened close to you, you know. But when mm-hmm. it happened close to you, you know, you're gonna want that person that you labeled a snitch to come forth and give you closure for your family. The hardest thing is that exactly. you know when these, when a family when a family call and they want to know what happened to their loved one. Sometimes we don't have the answer because we're looking for the community to come back and tell us, hey, this is what's going on. If I can't get that information, I can't right. relay that information back, you know, to the family who's grieving. And, and that's the hardest part is trying to get people to actually talk, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I can imagine because, you know, a lot of young people, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to snitch. But, like, you need to say something, you know, if it helps, exactly. you know, bring closure, like exactly. you said, to that family. Oh yeah. Exactly. Um now I know you spoke about that you do coach. Um uh so yeah. you get out in the community and do a lot of work with the kids. Um, what are some ways that you feel um we could help to make the community safer, um, for like the youth? Because I know like a lot of, you know, teen violence has been happening, you know, with the teenagers. Right. So like you know, do you have any suggestions on that? Uh, well, I mean, the way you deal with that is to pretty much have the, you know, this young crowd, have them to be active in something. Uh, me, what mm-hmm. kept me out of, you know, the streets and all of that was pretty much sports. My mom kept me in things. As long as the parents are pretty much active in these kids' life, uh, it shouldn't yeah. be a problem. But the thing about it is that it doesn't, it doesn't only have to start or end just with the parents. You have other role models and stuff that, that these kids can, you know, gravitate to, to where they can, okay, not only mom and dad is looking, you know, looking at me, see how I'm, how I'm doing. I also have somebody else, you know, that's looking out for me. Um, I often would stop by my uh, my player school and check and see how they're doing, you know, because then they're like, okay, not only mom and dad is checking on me, I got a coach checking on me too, you know. So, so if oh, everybody yeah. can have that, you know, and, I mean, I think everything would be good then. Um yeah, and one of the things that I, one of the things that um, that I think it's a pet peeve of mine, something that pretty much I, that I don't like, uh, is that mm-hmm. I see parents in the store, and the first thing they say if they have their little kid, hey, he's gonna take you, he's gonna get you, he's gonna get you, and I don't like yeah. that. Now they're throwing the 
So now they're starting the kids off at a young age thinking that the police are bad, you know, and when mm-hmm. we're the one that's, you know, trying to come in and help. And that's something that, you know, that parents shouldn't do. You shouldn't tell them that because what's going to happen is it's going to come to a situation to where that parent is going to need help, but then this kid may know how to dial 911 but scared to because mom and dad or right. mom just told them at the school that, hey, they're going to take you, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought that up because, um, you know, part of, like like you said, you coach and you're out there in the community, and it's so many kids, they're being raised from a small age, you know what I'm saying, like to not like the police, to, to think that they're the bad guys, you know, um, because right. of their own personal experiences. And I think that that's bad, you know, um, because right. you're teaching, like you said, you're teaching that kid from a young age on up to not like, law enforcement, and especially with all the craziness that we've experienced over the past few years in the media, it just makes it look bad. And and I used to tell people all the time, you know, um, because I've had the opportunity to work in the criminal justice field a little. So I I always tell people, like, not everyone's like that. Not Everyone's not a bad person, you know, so you don't want to go with that, that um, have tunnel vision to be like everyone's, all of them bad. You know, and it, and that's not the right. Thing, you know, and it makes exactly. your job hard. Exactly. It does. Exactly. It makes it really hard. You know. Exactly. So, um, I like that you I, did bring it up. All right, and and I've had this one incident to where I'm I'm in patrol, uh, I'm riding my beat, and uh, I come across like. Anytime I see anybody playing the basketball, anything outside, football, I get out and I, I get out of my patrol car and I get out and I'll play. So this one particular time, wow. um, I'm riding down the street and I see and I see these kids outside playing basketball. It's like five kids. So once they see me stop, they ran inside the house and they left the ball just bouncing outside. So I park my park my car, get out, I grab the basketball and I just start shooting the ball. So then you can see the kids just looking out the blinds, you know, looking out the um looking out the door trying to see what I'm doing. And then they finally came out. And the thing is that they were scheduled to wow. leave then. So then after, then after sitting around, you know, shooting the ball with them and talking to them, then now, you know, when I pull up, it's like they run, they'll run to my car, you know. So, I mean, we have to change mm-hmm. that perception on, you know, on the police. Right. And that's mainly what, what, what I would like to do. I like that because I feel like if you're assigned to an area, get out and get to know the people in that community, you know, in that area. So then that also helps out. And I like that you, you know, that's something that you're doing and that that can help lead others to follow suit because it's like um, they'll be more comfortable coming up and talking to you because they see you all the time. They know your name, you you know, and it's like, oh, I'm going to go tell officer so-and-so this because I just seen this happen because they're comfortable now. But if you're just passing through, you never stop and get out and speak, then it's like, well, I'm not going to say nothing to him or her or, you know, so I like that you, right. you do get out, you know, you have, when you were doing that, you got out and talked to him, and I like that. Um, exactly. Also, like, what is, what is, I know it's kind of hard, but what can be done to, like, change, you know, this, this image, because it's like, you know, you have what was like a good cop versus bad cop image. You do have some that, you know, I know you may not be able to speak fully on, but you do have some that are not, you know, doing the right thing, and it affects the ones like you who are doing good. So how do you, what are some ways that that can be 
changed in the media. I mean, you you have to, you have to give a give a person time to know them. You know, people may know mm-hmm. me, but they they may not the next offer how that person is. And the only way to deal with that well, is just to talk to them. You know, just because a person has mm-hmm. a uniform on, they're still a, you know they're still a human being. They're still a person. You know, you can talk to them. And, and that's the only thing right. I can say. You know, just talk to them like he's a person. Like I tell people, sometimes I, I, when I introduce myself, even when I'm at work, most of the time it's. I introduce you by my first name, Jermaine. You know, I don't want to say, hey, I'm Detective Rogers, you know, whatever. I'm just having a conversation right. with you because I want you to know the person. I want you to know the person, not the, right. you know, not the officer or whatever, you know. So most people say, hey, the badge will change you. You know, nah, you know, I'm still going to be Jermaine, still the same guy, you know, that, yeah. you know, that you've been known, you know, so. Okay. Well, um, I like all the information that you have shared. I um, feel like the listeners were able to get a more in-depth view of what you deal with and how you handle things, especially behind the scenes. Um, I like the information that you share, you know, not just from the community side, but also for officers, you know, about getting out, getting involved with those who are in the community, getting to know them, you know, that's so important. And then that also helps your job out, um, especially working at homicide, you know, because they're familiar right. with the officers in that area. They're going to be more, you know, they're going to give you more information. They're going to help out more. And, um, again, like I said, my hats are off to you because you do such an amazing job. It takes a lot of courage and strength <laughs> to get out there right. and be able to <laughs> handle the things you handle. I'm telling you, like, that's that's amazing. And I just, everyone's not built for it, <laughs> you know, but, oh, my God. <laughs> you right. Like, I'm telling you, I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm not built for that. But I, I'm just a little bit emotional. But, um, I, like I said, thank you uh, to the Mobile Police Department, the Homicide Unit, for the great job that you all do in the community. And thank you, Jermaine, for taking the time out of your schedule because I know you be busy. Um, to be on the show <laughs> to just talk with me today. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for having right. me. No problem. And to everyone listening in, be sure to follow Southern 100 Radio on iHeartRadio and iTunes. And thank you again, Jermaine, and you all have an awesome week. All right, you too. Go. 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 Go.